0: what's up y'all and welcome to what the fuck if what's up i am rain coleman your host for today this is a carefree black nerd review over the marvel and disney's second season of their titular show, titular of their show, What If. We dived into episodes one and two. Now we're on episode three. Stick with that Christmas theme. This episode is What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas. Now this episode actually occurs on Christmas Eve, which is very interesting. So I'm I'm actually curious to see what will uh, episode four that will drop on Christmas, what will that be given? What's that's given? (laughs) So in this episode, Happy Hogan, as it says saves christmas and much like the last two this episode is really good in my opinion because again it's giving you a full beginning middle and end it's a tightly contained story that could easily be a one-off in a comic issue that could easily be uh, recreated in uh, live action form and that exists on its own and it doesn't need any additional uh endings any second installments it's just a nice solid story and i've enjoyed it now I know that things are like happening in different universes, different timelines and whatnot, uh, but it was good to see the game back together again, the Avengers, even in animated form. So getting right into it, the setting for this is Christmas Eve, I'm assuming 2023, um, and we're at the Avengers Mansion. That is where the bulk, and I mean the bulk of this episode occurs. And Happy is trying to get together this Christmas gala at the Avengers mansion and everything that could go wrong, going wrong. Murphy's law all up and through this motherfucker. So Darcy is helping out as she is an intern for Tony, I believe, but Happy's her boss. I don't know. She was some good comic relief. Um, seeing the actors not reprise their role cause it's, they're just playing themselves, but seeing the actors play the voice actors is pretty cool. Um, Maria Hill, darcy and happy are the main well happy is the main character and darcy and maria are supporting and it, it, hell ensues so while happy is trying to take care of everything with these stark machine things <laughs> darcy is being a little bit annoying um to him and so he sends her on a run to get some cranberries or some some shit that he's like yeah Tony needs this in his hot toddy or something I don't know whatever. Maria shows up. She's um him and her having an exchange and though it is really good and it's really it's it's a I think it's the evenly balanced episode. There's a lot of action, there's some comic relief and nothing to me felt too over the top and not over the top. Nothing felt out of the realm of possibilities like in my last two episodes Well, so in the last two episodes, there were a few things, there were one thing in particular that was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And my thing with this episode was how loudly Happy was talking while he was in the uh, vents or he was very close to the villains, like in um, in the elevator shaft. When he was on the um, walkie talkie with Darcy and Maria, it's like, you're talking awfully loud. But again, that's something minor that can easily be excused. There's no reason to be up in arms about that. But that's, you know, what it was. That's one of the, that's really one of the only things that kind of pissed, not even pissed me off. That was just like, what are y'all doing? So happy. (laughs) <laughs> the Avengers mansion tower, whatever, gets attacked. And it's this dude named Justin Hammer. And he has two Russian muscles with him. And I was thinking, so the whole issue is that Jarvis is down being like maintenance or something. So they are without his protection or that the protection of Jarvis. But they still have the Stark robots and androids and cyborgs and stuff running around. So when Justin got out of jail and decided to take over the Avengers mansion and take over Tony's information or whatnot. I was like, why do you only have two Russian... But two? Why only two? Like, you really thought you were going to take down... Like, it'd be one thing if you thought you was going to rob a bank. Okay, sure, but i'm thinking in the continuity of this world if i'm going to even consider going up against an avenger let alone tony stark why do i not have droves of folks helping me like i'm not there's no way me and two big russians with guns who have no superpowers whatsoever are going to be able to take this place down jarvis be damned and he comes in They go up to the top level where everybody's getting their shit together. They take over, start shooting in the air and all this, which that's another thing. And this isn't a episode thing, but this is just me in general when it comes to bad guys with guns, especially machine guns. Why are you shooting all these damn bullets up in the air? Now, I get that you want to scare people, but I feel like one one would suffice. Just one, one targeted shot in the air because at this point... You let off enough of them rounds that we going to be able to take your ass down because you didn't uh, empty the clip on the decorations. Like, Yeah, we ain't trying to get shot, but you need to you need to do something a little bit different because they wasn't carrying no extra ammo. These motherfuckers had on many black suits. I didn't see no backpack. I didn't see no strap. I didn't see nothing that had extra artillery. Artillery? artillery yes that i see none of that so i get in and it, it's like this um i don't know what you call it's not a locked room there's a particular type of story where it's self-contained and i cannot recall the name of that i know in mysteries it's usually called a locked room murder where everything like clue like the game of clue it's all in that one mansion or specifically in one particular room um like what's that movie Y'all let me know, what's that movie if you remember about those people, it was like five or six people stuck on an elevator at work and like the devil was one of them and it was a weird, I think they kept dying or being murdered, but like that would be like a locked room story. This, because they had the full um, reach of the entire tower, I don't know if that's what this is considered, but I do like stories that are contained to a particular place. And we see the full like extent of the Avengers Tower. I don't know that we've seen it to that degree in live action, maybe in the comics, uh, but it was really good like I I, I like the animation and I like it paired with the live action to be able to maybe explore some things that you wouldn't or you or or you wouldn't ordinarily explore in a movie in a two- hour movie. So I like that. Happy is trying to get to the Hulk serum because Tony has been using it to, I don't know, do whatever billionaire shit. And that's what Hammer is there for. He's like, I need to come in and get this serum, inject myself and become a hero. Cause his thing, and when I say hero, I'm using that loosely. Cause his motto is that the only difference between a villain and a hero is PR, which, you know, to be quite honest, he's not wrong. How do you spin this story to make the hero, the villain and vice versa? So, Happy sneaks in in a very die-hard action movie sort of way, which gets referenced a lot as well, where he's going through the vents, and the two Russian guys are on the outside of the room still trying to break open this thick-ass glass to get to this Hulk serum, and while he Happy's trying to remove it, he ends up, um, because he's being shot at, getting... Not scared but he gets kind of startled and then injects himself accidentally and becomes the hulk slowly but surely and that was very i like that visual story because we have the beginning middle and end of the actual episode itself we know it's going to end on a happy note we get that but then we have that kind of i don't know if this would be a b story or maybe even a c story of happy slowly becoming the hulk because i expected him to just be the hulk for the rest of the episode and then he just whooping ass but there's a progression like his i think his left leg becomes gigantic and it's purple and veiny but the rest of his body is just regular and then let me see if i can remember this right it was his left leg I think his arm then his other, like slowly his body over the course of like getting away from the bad guys was was altering and he looked really gross but I do appreciate the fact that he didn't look like Bruce Banner he looked like something else he almost looked like the abomination just purple um in the midst of this, he is calling for help. And I, that's another thing I enjoy. Like with the, with the what ifs, it does feel like, or they drop you right into a particular storyline and, or a world. And you're just catching this storyline as it happens. And I think this episode did that as well. So everyone else is off doing something like Natasha is at some ballet, but she's, I don't, I don't know the, the terminology for this theater kids. Correct me. Uh, let me know. But when you do a play or something live action on stage and you have that area at the very top of the building that like controls the curtains and shit. Like she was up there where Carmen Brown was killed in, um, in the hip opera. She was up there with this tutu on and this, uh, other ballet lady had a gun pointed at her and she's like, yeah, I'm busy right now. Cause I'm fighting this hoe. And then we go to Tony who's playing Santa Claus at a mall, I assume. And, this little boy is on his lap and he's like, yeah, explain to him why we can't get this toy or whatever or, or this shield or something. And Happy is <laughs> like exhausting all his possibilities. And I like that because as the average viewer, you're probably like, well, why the fuck you can't just get the Avengers to help? And it's like, well, they're answering this for you. They're all preoccupied. And Happy doesn't get the chance to really convey what he is dealing with. Before they cut him off because you're locked in this, um, it was like a locker or a closet. It was something like he was hiding away from the machine that was trying to kill him. One of the Tony bots or whatnot. Uh, he called and cap was with Tony being fighting off moms who was like attracted to him. Then we cut to, um, Clint and, um, what's Ruffalo? Um, hulk and they're at what looks like a department store getting a a, a, a action figure so <laughs> it's like so It was a lot of comedic moments but i do like that i like when side characters or supporting cast get their shine and this i think was a really well done episode where we got that we got happy darcy and maria specifically happy involved in some shit and having to figure this out on their, like I, I always, especially in comics, if you get a X-Men run and you see them for like 40 issues and then you get that random one-off issue where like Artie and Leach, Big Adventure, where they go to the mall and then stop a robbery and end up with some candy, like just some random shit. I like that. And this felt like to me, one of those issues and I'm sure that was the intention so kudos to the team for that um so when happy fully transforms that's that was a nice like I ain't go go so far as to say magical girl transformation but it was very it was right there it was close enough and to see that transformation happen was really interesting when you think about the Hulk and his transformation uh, which he never did. He the Hulk never showed up. He was just like y'all got it at <laughs> the big third act fight. He was like y'all got it. I'm good over here. Um, but to see his transformation and see it be so different from um, from Banners was also interesting. And it was it's something that I could see them utilizing in the future. Now they may never do it because it's like oh we did it here. This is enough. But I think they've laid the groundwork and the um, kind of lore well enough that if we do get anyone who is not banner being infected by his blood and transforming in the future that this has primed us to see that and not really be too shocked or concerned about the logistics so kudos to them for that um also i don't know just overall i enjoyed this episode it's very much a christmas episode (laughs) it very much feels just like it but switch out Christmas holiday party with just billionaire gala or switch it out with Easter party or switch it out with 4th of July. Anything. This could be switched out with anything and it would still work. Um, the fact that it's on Christmas is just like a happy accident. I don't know, whatever. It's just a part of the story, but this could be any time of year. Um, so kudos again to the team for that. I don't know. It was a really good episode and, um, um, I'll say this. I'm someone who is a fan of <clears throat> musical acts being in continuity. Like Jadena, Faith Evans, um, Raphael Sadiq, and a host of others are in continuity. They exist in the MCU. Mariah Carey does as well. She was mentioned. Now, I don't know if they couldn't say the name of the song all I want for Christmas is you. If there was like payment that would have had to be made. But Darcy does mention in her, um, walk to the store, different playlists that she was going to listen to. And that she said that one Mariah Carey song gonna repeat. So there we go. We got another one. I'm at this point. I'm going to assume of all of, um, hip hop and R and B exists in the MCU. I'm just, I'm just going to, now the only thing, <laughs> That kind of gets in the way of that uh, on screen is Method Man, who appeared in Luke Cage, but he did not play himself. And he was just playing a different character. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like, (laughs) and this is getting so far off track, but I feel like if you, if in continuity, we know Faith Evans and Jidenna and Raphael Sadiq exist, And we can assume that the rest of hip-hop and R&B exist as well. If you look that much like Method Man, especially with the way he's lusted after online and offline, it would be addressed. So that's the only kind of chink in my theory that all of hip-hop and R&B exist in the MCU. (laughs) <laughs> but having Mariah Carey mentioned is like, of course she would be. It's the Christmas time. That is her season. The Queen of Christmas. Um, so yeah, so good story. Great fights. Um, Hammer is I don't want to say generic villain, but truly generic villain. Uh I would have liked, you know, and maybe it just wouldn't have worked, but if he had have also received some of that Hulk blood. Like if Happy took the mo- majority of it and he snatched it out and took that last little bit, I think that would have been interesting. But the story we got, I think was done really well. Uh, no complaints really. I'm sure if I sat and thought about it a little bit longer, I could maybe find something. But overall, I think these first three episodes of what if season two have really been dope. And I, I'm hoping that the rest of the season works out to be the exact same way. Uh, But let me know, what were your thoughts? Did you enjoy this episode? What are your thoughts on Happy Hogan's transformation? I know for some folks, you just want to see the Hulk whooping ass and and taking names. And with that slow transformation, it may not have been everyone's cup of tea, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Also, Darcy, I would like to see more of her. She is funny, but like I saw her on... um, What is it? What's the show? Two Broke Girls. And I've seen her on there for quite some time. I never watched it religiously, but I, I, she has a very distinct voice and I'm really big on people with distinct voices like, uh, Magoo, Nelly Furtado, uh, Darcy, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But like pre- recording artists who have very distinct voices. And so I'd like to see more of her. She has a really not flat sense of humor. She has the peculiar, peculiar that she brings to the table and i'd like to see her with um monica rambeau now that the marvels has come and gone what what is their relationship like after working together in wandavision But yes, all that being said, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you hate it? Did you love it? And then also, how do you rank them so far? So we have the three episodes out. What is your, as John from the John Effect podcast would say, what is your gold, silver, and bronze? Who gets your gold, silver, and bronze? Let's see if I'm going to rank them just the first three i'd have to give gold to episode two with peter quill mainly because of the emotional part that projecting that i've done onto that episode otherwise it would have went right to nebula because i love me some noir detective mystery stuff so my gold would have to go to peter my silver would have to go to nebula and my bronze would go to happy because even though i am raving about this episode i just think with them first three i don't know so I think maybe technically Happy's episode was maybe better than. See, I don't know. I don't know. So I was going to say maybe it was better than Peter's, but I enjoyed seeing the world's mightiest, Earth mightiest heroes, like the older versions of T'Chaka and Howard, and like I like seeing that. So I know I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it as the same. My gold goes to Peter Quill. My silver goes to Nebula, and my bronze goes to Happy Hogan. Let me know where do you rank these uh, three episodes so far. And um, I will see y'all next episode. So stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And if you throw in a holiday party and a motherfucker wanna come in and act a motherfucking fool, then you show them what the motherfucking do, You go you go upside they motherfucking head. You do what the hell you gotta do. Cause what you not gonna do is come in and fuck up this hard work that a motherfucking didn't put in to try to get this damn holiday done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, y'all. Check y'all in episode four.